0: Welcome to the Crossview Church message of the week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Good morning, Crossview Church. So good to be back with you here for the second week, the second week of Advent. And uh, what a privilege to to hear from a few of you and uh, get reacquainted. Some of us, we haven't seen each other for several years, and it's fantastic to be back with you. So this morning, I want to ask you this question. Have you ever had an unexpected encounter? Perhaps you ran into someone that you never thought that you would. Judy and I had that experience last year. We were on the other side of the world in Hong Kong and in the airport, we ran into a good friend of ours from here in the Pacific Northwest. Well, I'd like to read a story this morning of some shepherds and an unexpected encounter that they had, familiar story, Luke 2, 8 through 14. and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. What an unexpected encounter! The angel had some very vital things to say, things of great relevance and importance to the shepherds. And really, these words are every bit as relevant and important now to you and me. Let's look at the angel's message. There are five things that I'd like us to focus on. God's message to us in December of 2020 through an angelic messenger. The first thing that the angel said is don't be afraid. They were terrified, the shepherds were, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Now, I don't know how you think you might respond if suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to you and God's glory blazed around you. What do you think your first reaction would be? I don't think it would be, well, so what? Or, oh, this is nice. No, they were terrified, and I think you and I would be too, scared out of their minds, these shepherds were. And so the first words from the Lord through the angel to the shepherds and to you and me is, don't be afraid. We see these words all through the Bible. Jesus says to his disciples when he approaches them, walking on the water, remember that story? He says, don't be afraid. Peter, James, and John, they hear God's voice when they're with Jesus on the mountain and they fall down and the voice of God says, get up, don't be afraid. On Resurrection Sunday, the ladies go and find an empty tomb and the angel says, don't be alarmed. Over and over throughout the Bible, you hear the words, fear not, don't be afraid. And in every one of these situations I just mentioned, good things happen, good news is delivered, You see, what appears to be frightening ends up being a blessing. Do you think perhaps that God knows something about us? That he realizes we need assurance? He knows that fear fear will destroy us if we let it. And so over and over, God says, don't be afraid, fear not. But you say, "I, I work at Boeing and We've lost a lot of business this past year. Don't be afraid. But you might say, I'm I'm a student and the peer pressure gets so heavy sometimes. God's word to you is don't be afraid. But what about COVID-19, you say? "I, I read these statistics and God says, do not be afraid. But I'm a parent and I'm afraid for my kids in this crazy world. God's word is don't be afraid but my finances or my health or my marriage, don't be afraid. God's first word to you is fear not, do not be afraid. And then the angel's message to the shepherds continues. He says, there is good news. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. God's message to you is good news, not bad news. It's news of great joy. It's not depressing news. Why in the world is it that people run from God? They avoid church. They resist the message when it's such good news. And who's it for? Is it for just some select group or the chosen few? No, the angel said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I believe that is why the angel brought the news to shepherds not to kings, not to political leaders, religious leaders, but to common, ordinary people. My friend, this news of great joy is for you. And there are two things to do with good news. First of all, you enjoy it, right? You thank God for it, you rejoice in it, you savor it, and you worship him for it. And the second thing you do with good news is to share it. It's the most natural thing in the world to share good news. It's not hard to do. When each of my four kids were born, I wanted to tell people about it. And when each of my 10, yes, 10 grandchildren were born, I was excited to share the news with others. The angel said, I've got good news. And the Greek word here is evangelizomai. That's where we get our word evangelize. It means to spread the good news. Have you told anyone lately? The angel went on to say, thirdly, he said, There is a Savior. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You see, that's what the good news is. Though we were all sinners, though we're all separated from God, unable to save ourselves, a Savior has been born. John 3, 17 says, God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. In 1 Timothy, chapter one and verse 15, it says, this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And the apostle Paul said, and I'm the worst of them all. In the book of Hebrews, chapter seven, verse 25, we read, therefore he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. My friend, you need a savior. You can't save yourself. The angel's message is that the savior has come. He is Christ the Lord. Now next, the angel says this. He says to honor God for his greatness, or his words were glory to God in highest heaven. Perhaps you've heard the Latin words that that, that speak that same thing, Gloria in excelsis Deo. In other words, God should be honored for what he has done. How amazing that he should send us a savior. All the glory belongs to him and to him alone. In fact, God says in Isaiah 48 verse 11, he says, I will not yield my glory to another. And so here we are, it's Christmas time. There's a lot of glitter and glitz and commercialism Santa Claus and reindeers and good food and gifts and trees and lights and music. Let's enjoy it all, but let's not lose him in all the trappings of Christmas. I actually have a friend who was in a department store a few years ago, and she overheard two other ladies talking. And one of those ladies said, can you believe what they're trying to do to Christmas, bringing all this Jesus stuff into it? Oh dear. It's about him. Glory to God in highest heaven. Honor God for his greatness. And finally, the angel said this. He said, peace on earth. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, what does this mean? Peace on earth. You've seen and heard these words all your life at Christmas time, right? Well, here's what it means. Because Jesus was born, because the Savior has come, those who receive the Savior find peace. Peace is the theme of this second week of Advent. We lit the peace candle today. And Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's John 14, 27. And there's those words again, do not be afraid. Jesus said, peace, peace I give you. So many people are not at peace. They're not at peace with themselves. There's a battle going on inside. In fact, someone once described humanity as a people with a, who are a walking civil war. Why is that? Well, because we struggle with things like guilt, an insecurity, or perhaps a lack of self-worth. But to the guilty, God says, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as wool, Isaiah one eighteen. To the insecure, God invites us into his family, a place of acceptance and love and belonging. And to those who are lacking self-worth, God says, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. Jeremiah 31.3 is where that's found. Yes, you can have peace with yourself, inner peace, and that leads to peace with others. And until you find peace inside, it's not gonna happen with others. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. That's from Ephesians 2.14. You see, because of the Savior, relationships can be healed. And because of the Savior, we can have peace with God. Many people are looking for this peace with God, and some go to extreme measures to find it. I've heard of some crazy things that people do, thinking that they're going to find peace with God. But the Bible clearly says in Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. There is only one way to have peace with God, and that's by putting our trust in Jesus Christ. And when you have peace with God, then you can have the peace of God. You might say, but Mark, wait a minute. It says, peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Who are those people? Who are the the people with whom God is pleased? Well, God is pleased when we put our faith in his Son. That's how we please him. When we say, thank you, God, for sending Jesus to be our Savior, to be my Savior. Friends, receive the peace of God today. And that peace is found in his son, the Prince of Peace. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege of being together once again with the people of Crossview Church. And though, Lord, you know that we'd like to be together physically and enjoying time of fellowship, we we thank you that we do have this opportunity uh, these days to to, to, to fellowship in this unique way. Uh, and we just pray, God, that you would help us to, to take the message that was shared with the shepherds so many years ago and, and, and receive it into our hearts today. The message that we don't need to fear. You said, don't be afraid. And Lord, as we face the challenges of life, particularly at a very uh, difficult time in the history of our world, Lord, I pray that we would choose to trust you, and to, to, to keep fear away as, as we put our hope in you. Lord, thank you that you, through the angels to those shepherds, proclaim the news, the good news, that a Savior has come. Thank you that you sent Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you, you came to be our Savior and to, to provide for us abundant life and eternal life. And so, Lord, we, along with that host of heaven, want to say glory to God in the highest. We worship you, Lord, and we thank you for your goodness to us. And, Lord, today we want to receive the gift of peace that you offer, peace on earth. Lord, some of us are struggling right now because we feel anything but peaceful. But I pray that today, by faith, we could receive this gift that you extend to each one of us, your peace, peace within our hearts. Our, our own lives, peace in our relationships with others, and ultimately peace with God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you made that possible. And so today, I pray that that peace would be not just a, a, a platitude or something that we, we talk about or see on a, uh, on a Christmas card, but Lord, it's something that we experience deeply within our heart. Again, I thank you for the privilege of this time of fellowship with the Crossview family. I pray, Lord, that this coming week as we, uh, with every passing day, get closer to to Christmas itself. uh, I pray, Lord, that we be mindful of the profound and wonderful truths found in your word. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.